Owen Klosky's Bread 41 on Dublin's Pier Street has been hailed as a sourdough mecca. The former carpenter turned chef runs a city centre bakery, producing some of the country's finest organic breads, sourdoughs and pastries. Owen shares his passionful journey to bread making and we discuss the impact good, real food can have on our lives and happiness. As Owen says, if every one of us had to grow a carrot from scratch, we would never top and tail our vegetables again. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Owen is so passionate about what he does and I can honestly say his bread is amazing. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share this episode of The Futurist with a friend. Oh, and such a pleasure to chat to you this morning. And I only wish we were in person eating some of your <laughs> deliciousness. But for now, uh, Zoom will have to do. Um, I want to talk to you about everything to do with the bakery, but maybe for people who haven't tasted all of the great things that you make, how did you start way before the bakery? Where did your career start and, and how did you get to this point? Um, for me, I, I think anyone actually who's involved in food, um, it comes from a connection more than likely made early on in, in, in the life of um, growing up around food. Um, I was fortunate enough that my nanny was a baker. Um, so I inevitably grew up in a bakery. Um, so going down to Nana's house and getting plated apple pies, like super old school, but um, always something warm and always something in the oven. So it was like, I look back at it now of being... When I, when I decided to be a baker, it was something that was instilled definitely as a child. Um, different for me when I was in school, it was um, go to school, get a career and follow that career. So I went to school and after school, I became a carpenter and I went to college and I'm a, all of a sudden I'm a qualified carpenter and it was fantastic. It was the sort of boom side of it. And I was a 21 year old earning lots of money a week and that I didn't know what to do with. So uh, that's, the, that's, that's, where, that's where it was for me. And on the back of that, I decided to travel and sort of the, the long and the short of it is I traveled around the world and I lived out of Ireland for many years, coming back in small stints for two, three months here to, to go back in carpentry, make more money to go away. And um, when I was away, I just sort of fell, fell in love with food. I fell in love with different cuisines and I sort of had that pretense of no matter where I went, if something was put in front of me, I would eat it, whether I didn't like it or, and trying food and developing flavors. And um, so I started cooking pretty much. I started cooking took I was actually fitting out a cafe in a place called Manly in Australia and a guy basically came in and someone let him down and said can anyone cook and I said uh, I can fry eggs and he said you want to work today and that was the start of it a guy called Walter um, and from then on in I never ever never turned back and um, started cooking around there just trying to develop simple simple food but cooked really really simple and easy and something that everyone enjoyed eating so I came back to Ireland in 2010 and we had that wonderful array of snow and so from there it was like right I want to take this more serious it was it was a really good time and that's why like even now with the way the world's shaped now I think people are willing to try something different and and realize it's never too old to take 10 steps back and, and start over and follow your passion and what you wanted to do. And from there, I was fortunate enough to, I continued to cook um, food and then on the in found a place, I wanted to Google basically where I could learn more about food and that led me to Ballymaloo Cookery School. So I went down there and they scream and shout at you in the nicest way possible <laughs> and, 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 and boss you. And it was funny, it was, uh, it was like I started at Ballymaloo, so I'm eight years, so I was like, 
20, 28, decided to go to Ballymaloo and I remember walking into the kitchen one day and I was sort of like, had stubble on my face and Doreen Allen turned around to me and said, uh, sorry, can you go back and have a shave? And I was like walking back going, like, what is this? And, you know, I went back and had a shave and came back and got back into the kitchen. I was like, you know what, she was right. I was a little bit scruffy. So she was like, in the kitchen, you arrive ready to work and, and you, your appearance is one. So it was, it was quite funny. I always look back at that moment being told to do, coming back off traveling around the world by a lady who I have the utmost respect for now. Um, and she's great. And listen, I suppose, having, having the love for food going there and, and then them instilling simple, simple, fresh, fresh food and from an organic farm, I was spoiled for choice. And that led me, I suppose, in a long journey to where I am now. But I would definitely say that it's... Um, the connection is is early. It's um, we all grew up in houses where I suppose, and definitely my my age, that um, home food was cooked, and you sat down at a table and and you, you ate that food as a family. And I think um, at times we lose we lose touch with that. We we tend to we went through everyone's career and they go through stages of just wanting something and wanting it now. And we live in a in a time where at the click of a button you can get something, you know. So it's it's a fast paced environment, and I definitely think that's what levied to the bakery game where I decided to make something that takes three days to make. So a loaf of bread starts in three days and I slow it all down and bring it back to simple, simple, basic food. And listen, everyone, bread's got a bad rap for a long period of time. I think it's like, oh, you can't eat this. It's bad for you. It's this, it's that. And we go through these diets and fads, this, fads, that. But um, no, the, the bread is good. It certainly is. And I want, to come back to you. I want to come back to you about the whole process. But I loved what you touched on there about, you know, everyone being so busy and cooking and eating becoming this really, you know, fast. Yeah, yeah, very, very basic. I just need to refuel and keep going thing instead of this thing that we like a ritualistic thing, which brings people together. And especially for young kids, gives them that education very early on that it should be nourishing and fresh and all of those things. Um, and it is so hard. I think you're right. If you don't have that when you're younger, it's very hard to establish it. So yeah. do you think then, given what's happened over the last year, everyone has had to slow down. Everyone's been at home. And of course, everyone was baking. And I know you guys had an amazing initiative where you just gave away sourdough starter kits. What inspired you to do that? Um, I, I, I've always said this. I've said like food is actually for everybody, you know, and it's just bread being a food it is for everybody and if I can encourage someone to make something at home and get around a table and make a loaf of bread together or or make a dish together or whatever it may be there's a connection there there's a connection from when you come in and you get something off me and you bring it home and even if you're by yourself or you're with your roommate or your kids or your neighbor's kids or whoever it may have been and slowing down and taking that moment to create something from scratch and going you know anyone can do this it's I think people I think people sometimes forget that food is for everybody it's not necessarily just for a certain class or this or that i think it's for everybody and it, and it shouldn't be treated that way it should be treated like i definitely think food shouldn't be cheap but it should be definitely affordable and um, i think we we look as you said about kids and understanding food and when we look to the basics of if you like i have a I'm blessed i have a, a five-year-old and a three-year-old and um, we get around we get around not as not as often as you might believe actually uh, we i try to get around and cook with them and bake with them as much as i can but the second you at that age you show them something they just straight away get it i think as we grow older we 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 question too much we say well what if this or what if that but at that age it's it's a sponge syndrome isn't it if you show them something they, they learn it and definitely with oliver and sadie if i if i do something with them and they do it they like it they like it there's chocolate on it more but um they also like um 
uh, simple foods. And I think it, we have to make time for that. You know, we have to, and definitely with obviously with COVID and going through the situation we're going through, people wanted to make bread and it became good. And as I said, we gave out about, um, I'd like to say anywhere from two and a half to three and a half thousand um, between flour and starter kits for free. And just the, the basis behind it was just come make a loaf of bread and loads of WhatsApp groups going through the technology got there. And there might've been someone from, Leary going, I did this, what's wrong? And then I wouldn't answer them because there'd be lots of messages coming at me and they'd say, are you going to answer my questions? So the ability to be called out and, uh, you know, I'm that sort of person. And they come in, I'm like, listen, any problems, just text me, get WhatsApp me. And little did I know, they'd all WhatsApp me. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was good crack and I really enjoyed it. And we still do it at the bakery. Like it's open doors. You come in, you want to make a loaf of bread. I'll give you a start. I'll give you a bit of flour to get you going. It's, as I said, it's for everybody, you know? That's a that's a really amazing sentiment and hopefully it's one of the things that people might carry with them as life does start to rev up again, making mm. the time to do that because I think everyone enjoyed it so much. It really, really took <laughs> off. Um so and and really interesting career trajectory. And then at some point you decided that bread forty one was what you wanted to do. Where were you at that stage or what was the impetus? I was actually at I was actually um working in a bakery. And um, I would have been, how do I, I always believe, and I still believe it today, if you want something bad enough and you can put hard work to it, I think nothing will beat hard work and your vision. It's um, self-belief and believing in yourself and also surrounding yourself with people who, who believe in you and, and are there beside you going, listen, you can do it if you put your mind to it and, you know, you focus on what you're doing and put in the hard work, it will come. And I still believe in that today. Like if I showed you eight years ago a scrap of paper that I wrote up, I'll open a bakery in Dublin with a stone mill and a wood fire oven in the window. And it's, it's what I just kept manifesting day in, day out. And, I, and listen, uh, it's one of those things people say, oh, you just thought about it and it happened. No, it doesn't happen like that. You can think about it and it can guide you, but it won't happen without hard work. I, I did long hours, worked nights, worked from, I think I was telling someone a while ago in two and a half years I had, um, one Saturday night off in two and a half years. And that was quite, it's, it's, it might sound much to people, but for me going from being a little bit older and, and taking the career change and going back to earning like small wage and not being in the pubs and going to work when people were out and nights out. And, and not that I didn't sacrifice anything. I always had the bigger belief at the end, it would be something that I wanted to do. And I still get up in the early hours and I come into the bakery and, you know, we make bread and we have 20, there's 25 staff here to look after. And, we different we different teams now we have like pod schemes where people work together and differently but and they all love it you know i just say there's always be a time i think in your career where it will become a job but if that can it depends how long that lasts for it will become a job but something you love and do you'll get up every morning too and, uh, and go and do it and that's with bread it's it's the connection it's taking some grain putting it through a mill and creating a loaf of bread from it and it just um still to this day if i put a bread in the oven and take it out i still get that it's hard to describe that moment where you just smile and go, you know, and then eat it and go, that's really nice. It's so simple. <laughs> I love it. Well, talk to me about the process because your process is really special and it's very slow and everyone talks about the slow food movement, but the way that you do it, I mean, you touched there on the mill. Can you just explain to people what a loving, caring process your bread goes through? Because it really is. Yeah, well, it, it's um, bread, or in terms of baker's music, we call it real bread. So we have no additives, no improvers, and it's three simple ingredients. And my bread is is no different than many great bakers around the country. Um, 
except it's funny they all taste different because we all have our own little, little elements we do differently so we basically just take flour and water and salt and we just mix them together over a, from the start that could be a five hour period and then we put that into a fridge and we allow it to relax and take its time and that will take 24 hours and then the following day we'll take it out and We'll, we'll portion it, we'll shape it, and it goes into a, a banathon or a basket and it goes back to the fridge and we tell it to relax and slow down again. And then 16 to 20 hours later, it comes back out of that wonderful fridge and it goes to a, a really warm oven and simply just bake it. It's, it's, it's such a simple process, but it takes such a long period of time. And you sometimes you say to people, oh, it takes three days. And they're like, oh, three days for that. Um, but it's differently at a bakery where we're doing other things uh, along with that. But um, then you sit down and they eat it and go, you know, it's worth it. And I think definitely with the, when people started making sourdough at home, they were like, God, it's really difficult actually. So the appreciation came back to the bakers um, that we have and that are in Ireland, you know, that is, it's, uh, it's pretty much to any food, you know, anyone who, who, who cooks food or, or makes food and gives their time and, uh, to create something that you can taste and eat. And that's where the value is. Oh, it's so true. I, I actually gave my dad a sourdough starter kit during COVID because he's a brilliant baker and he loves baking bread. It's his thing. But he hasn't really done sourdough. And he called me going, why did you give me this? It's so <laughs> difficult. He said, I never appreciated going down to the local to buy sourdough more. So you're yeah. so right. It did give people a whole new appreciation for that. Um, I know I, I read before and I thought it was so interesting. You made a comment. You have your own mill and you made a comment about yeah. how it's kind of like coffee like the more yeah. freshly ground the flour is the better yeah i love that yeah well like with the, with the mill if we you get grain and you put it through and it's, it's fresh it's, it's the nutrients you know it's it's everything it's the, it, it will it will help taste so i always say i i don't like adding things to bread as in nuts and seeds and stuff and trying to add flavors what i want people to taste is is grain it's to taste flavors to understand flavor from spelt beautiful spelt that's grown in Kildare and it's milled in-house or it comes from Kilkenny or wherever it comes from we get some grain from the UK and being certified organic is quite difficult at the moment organic grain in Ireland isn't um quite uh, we, it's difficult to get a high amount that we might use um so why, we, we why is that, sorry to interrupt you but that's really interesting why is that because Ireland seems to have so much potential for organic farming and it's just yeah. it's still not really a major uh, industry here so what is the issue with the organic grain? Um, I, I think in terms of organic farming I think I think farming as a whole to be honest with you um, especially organic um, I think we I think actually to be honest with you we're the fault I think uh, we're looking to buy food again we're looking to buy it cheap um, I think that the value in food is not like, listen, if you can go to a big chain supermarket, you can buy a bag of carrots for 80 cent or 70 cent from the supermarket. Um, there has to be serious questions asked. I definitely think if, if, if um, everyone, I definitely think, and it's something I definitely learned, everyone in their lifetime should grow a carrot and understand how difficult it is to grow a carrot. And I had, I was blessed to have Myrtle Allen made a statement to me many, many, a long time ago. And she said, if everyone knew how, how hard it was to grow a carrot, we wouldn't just top and tail them, as in we wouldn't be just so wasteful. And I think that's with food and why it's hard and why farmers aren't, why it's not enough of it is, I think it's the ability and the work to grow things and, and, um, and get, the, the, get paid for them. I think it's really, really difficult. And farmers are, uh, and listen, we all know that. 
farmers on in the back foot all the time mm. um and the work that goes in and the effort it's um it's hard but it's coming back you know there's lots of great guys out there doing it there's super uh, everyone probably knows the mcnally family in in north county dublin and jenny and the team the family out there you go out and I, every time i go out i'm just blown away by the guys they're just like they put so much effort into what they do and it could be like weeding and it's like they're down their hands and knees and they're just like it's 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 bizarre but they do it again for the love of it the passion of it you know um grain grain's making a comeback definitely and um, there's lots of lots of people growing grain and um, changing over to organic methods and um, we're obviously steering away from pesticides and um, we're learning more about where our food comes from and who's connected to the food and um, i think people are understanding that if you spray something and like at what time at what point does is it gone from that food so we're definitely questioning them things and we're questioning the big chain supermarkets of where to come from who made it who grew it and if you lose if you have two things if you lose the connection of food it's never going to taste of anything but if you have some vegetables from wherever it may be and you know the person who grew them there's that automatic appreciation of it and i think when you appreciate food you then appreciate the process of cooking and, and understanding but um definitely no to the cheap food and we, we've got to pay affordable is what we all what we all should look towards you know i don't think food should be off the wall super expensive it definitely has to be affordable for everybody you know it, and that's what i said about bread and i say with food it is for everybody and that's super important yeah for sure I want to bring people who are listening to Pier Street to yeah. your the really, really beautiful restaurant and bakery. Like, you can't miss it. I remember when you just opened and I was driving down Pier Street and I was like, what is that? I was on Google wondering because it is yeah. such a gorgeous building. It's right on, on a corner and yeah. you, it really is like such a statement. So how has it been being there? Can you tell us about the pizza oven? Tell us about pre-COVID when people could go in there, what the kind of atmosphere was like. Because I know you're still open and people can queue up for their rooms. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the, the space. Um, the space is, uh, it's quite amazing actually. It's uh, the bakery's in, a, in, a, in an old railway arch at the back and, and it's, it's, it's beautiful and it's, it's sad because it's in the back, you know. It's super difficult for people to see in there. Um, and it's a quite a, a, a strange shaped unit. Um, I suppose when, when I got the unit and, and we decided to open on Pear Street, people are like, what are you doing in there? Is it a pub? And I said, no, it's not a pub. Uh, it is a pub, isn't it? I said, no, it's definitely not a pub. Um, I'm doing a bakery and people were like, you're crazy, you know, bakery won't work in Dublin. And some people were super supportive and they were like, great addition. And and um, yeah, we got the unit. It took about, it was maybe 12 months. It was probably about six months after that behind schedule, getting fit out. Um, I went through all the same I suppose anyone with an initial startup, um, money was a massive issue. Um, we, we, didn't, we couldn't afford to do certain elements of it. So we started up the wholesale business to supply other cafes first. And then we were lucky enough on the 7th of September 2018, we, we opened the cafe. And I remember speaking uh, to some of the staff here and saying like, oh, we'll probably, we'll probably sell this amount. To, you know, it'll be super quiet. And then when we opened the doors and people came and we sold it in 45 minutes and was like, wow, I think tomorrow I'm going to do a little bit more. And, it's pretty much been that way since then. Um, and it's been great. Like we have so many regular customers. We have people who will come back. And the, the important thing about having a bakery and having something on Pier Street and not being a million miles in the city and just supplying somewhere or something like that, it was to, to, to be, again, it's the connection with the people to be able to get that person who comes through and they say, well, what is sourdough or what's your bread? Or I didn't like your bread or I didn't like that. And being able to, to hear that, that feedback is, is super important for me. Um, to be connected with every single person that comes through the door and 
and greet them and say hello and let them try something new and see the reaction. And I always have that weird sort of addiction where if someone sits down and eats some of your food, I like watching their reaction when they, when they taste, you know, um, whether they smile or they give you like this weird look and they're like, I didn't like that. It, 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 it's all, it's, it, it's, it's good criticism, you know? And I think to be honest with you, it's definitely what keeps me in line um, is, is the people who come through the doors and listen, things are, things are different now. And I've, I've said to you that, you know, it's, and people say, Oh, how's COVID going? Or what are you doing here? What are you doing there? What like, is it weird for you? And I, I just miss the connection. I miss that people allowing people to the doors and giving them a saying hello and a warm welcome. And it's been a massive struggle for me. And I waved him from a window and, um, yeah, they still, they still come, they still come and like the waving's good. So we wave at the moment and like, I'm looking forward to the day of being able to open the doors and bring everyone back in and, you know, and, you know, cooking food again for them. And we do a couple of takeout items from the kitchen and, you know, the, the bakery, we, we sell a lot of bread and we're in the process of a little, um, an extension at the moment. Um, wow. so we've got some stuff coming, more stuff coming to Pierce street. So it's top secret. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's, that's exciting. So there's super exciting times ahead for, um, for 41. And, um, we have a couple of little concepts coming in the next couple of months. Now we, we'll, uh, hop on the Instagram there. You'll see stuff coming in the next couple of weeks. So it's, it's quite exciting. Yes, follow on Instagram for all the updates. Um, yeah. You touched there on the wholesale side of things and how that helped you yeah. keep things going. For, so for people listening who are thinking about starting up, that might be a good option for them. Um, how do you choose the people that you supply? Are you very picky or is it a free-for-all? Um, it's, uh, like, uh, it's, so it's one of these things, it's like like-minded people. And it's um, sometimes people get a bit weird, but I'm super protective of of what, what we do and, and and how it's treated and you listen everyone wants to get someone in and i appreciate that and and people phone they're looking for a supplier this supplier that we we work with people very close to us one because we don't want to be traveling around the city all the time and stuck in a van and stuck in traffic um, and two we always wanted to try get people through our doors so we work with like a numerous cafes and restaurants around dublin and um, i think at the moment we're like we have eight we work with eight eight other people um it's something we keep controlled we're very specific on who we supply and what we supply we try not overextend ourselves um and try bring quality and it's something super difficult to actually it's transportation is super difficult for our product um and like when it's baked like um in my belief a croissant um the fresher the better so you're trying to get that croissant hot out of the oven to somebody it, 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 it comes with its own difficulties but i definitely think in anything you do i think if you want to have a startup or whatever it is i think um believing you can do it is definitely is definitely is definitely one, one key aspect of it and surrounding yourself with people who also believe and and they've got your back and supported you and i've been fortunate there and um, to have that i have a have a wonderful better half and uh was, I, I sometimes we reminisce and i remember we were we we're living on my wife's salary well then girlfriend's salary and i was earning and not earning much money and traveling long distance to work and every time i came in she said listen we'll be fine we'll get there and uh yeah we're, we're getting there um and then on the flip side of that I'm, i have super staff like i've been blessed with the best staff in the country i have people who come in here and they're super supportive and i can be a little bit weird and crazy sometimes going what if we try this or try that and they try it and you know they're super creative and i have to definitely give props to to the staff of what goes on in here in the background there's a massive team behind there just at the moment i have 25 staff um, I've had right through COVID, 
we went down to about 16 and we're back up to full capacity now. So um, keeping them in employment for me is super important, but also them being able to come to work and, and be allowed to be creative is super important. So a lot of the stuff you might see on Instagram, believe it or not, I don't make. <laughs> That's down to the staff. Um, and they're great. You know, they really are from, um, from the kitchen team to the front of the house team to, to, to the bakers. They're fantastic. Oh, oh, and you've just given, I think, me and everyone who, I'm sure who's listening so much food for thought, uh, pardon the pun, and I wish you so much success for anyone listening who hasn't been in. It's dangerous. You'll gain a few pounds, but it's totally worth it. I can't wait to see what you guys do next. And thank you for feeding us all with bread all through COVID and beyond and uh, looking forward to seeing what you do next. Thanks so much, Owen. Thanks so much. You're very good. Thanks for having me.